Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of Second Take. Um, thanks to everyone who listened to episode one. Yeah, thanks uh, very much. Yeah, we appreciate it a lot. Um, I'm Lily, uh, just and, as a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Julia, also as a reminder. <laughs> cool, so we thought we'd kind of do the same thing we did last week, talk about the current playoff standings, um, go through currently round. 9-13 on September 4th, so the Lakers-Rockets game is about to start. We're not watching, but we will be keeping an eye on the scoreboard. Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, so first series we have Celtics Rappers, Raptors, not the Rappers. <laughs> uh, Celtics are up 2-1 after a crazy game yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, I I wasn't watching it, but I watched the highlights last night. Actually insane. Yeah. Also, I love that they put in Taco just to block the inbound. That was hysterical. And he couldn't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be fair, that was like a, like a quarterback level pass from Kyle Lowry. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Taco has a wingspan that's 8-4, and I <laughs> still let a pass come by. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. And crazy it was game. crazy. Like, we were watching, and, you know, we were like, oh, my God, this Celtics is going to win again. Tice has this monster dunk. Yeah. 45 seconds left. Kemba runs down the clock. It's like, oh, Celtics got this in the bag. There's no way they're going to be able to get a shot off. And then they do you it. You would think. You really would think. <laughs> Dude, that pass was so nice. Yeah. It's just, he just went all the way across the court. Anyway. Well. Yeah. Then we have Heat Bucks, which just finished. Just finished. Heat are up 3-0. Rio. <laughs> Looks like it's done, though. Yep. <laughs> Giannis is going back to Milwaukee. <laughs> We love you, Giannis. <laughs> we do love you, Giannis. Yeah, um, I mean, I think we talked about this last time, but we are both rooting for the Heat in the yeah. series, so that is exciting, but I, I do feel bad for Giannis. And I also just feel bad for, like, all the people in Milwaukee who will still be there when Giannis eventually leaves. We're <laughs> 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 just going to be like, so what now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, after the game, um, you can see Jimmy Butler sitting on the bench, and he goes, that's effing right. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, love me some Jimmy Butler. Love some Jimmy For Butler. Sure. Jimmy Buckets, if you will. <laughs> Jimmy Buckets to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, and then we got Nuggets Clippers. People have been going stupid for Jamal Murray. People have been, I mean, the world has just turned itself upside down for this guy, but the Clippers absolutely annihilated them last game. <laughs> Did you yeah. see, like, his interview right after game seven of the first round? And they were like, um, you guys have a pretty quick turnaround. Your first game with the Clippers is on, you know, whatever day, I don't remember. And he was like, what? Like, he didn't know when the first <laughs> game was. He was like, so shocked because they only had a day before so I do feel yeah. bad for them because that was such an intense series um oh yeah 
and odds are stacked against them for right. sure. And I mean, in episode one, I did make a big deal about them going back to, to Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> They're still in Orlando. <laughs> they really turned the tables on that one. Right. Um, and then, of course, we have Lakers Rockets, which starts tonight. Um, it's very Which exciting. I just found out last time I updated you guys on my mom's pick. I currently have a pick from my dad. He's oh my gosh. the Rockets. <laughs> which you picked really the rocket yeah because i mean willie you know this not a big james harden fan that guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> but he is in it for russell westbrook i have to respect that oh of course i'm big westbrook fan personally um he really likes that he stayed in oklahoma and really tried to make it work after everybody else had high toned it out on there um <laughs> So he's looking for a win for Russell. I personally am not super optimistic about that. Yeah. But the Lakers haven't played in like a week and a half. Yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> the Rockets did just play the other day. And the Lakers are up seven zero right now. Okay, so um, <laughs> there so. we go. Okay, so there that's that's round two. That's where we're right. at. We so I guess now we'll go into our, our special segment. Yes, we have our first special segment. We're really excited. Yeah. Lily, would you like to do the introduction? I would. So this is a segment with my brother, Teddy. <laughs> Teddy is also a CS major, like me and Julia, at the same college. I wonder where he got that idea from. <laughs> um, He's probably the reason I watch so much basketball. Guy lives, breathes, eats basketball. He once said to me, if I thought about basketball as much as I thought about, no, if I thought about school as much as I thought about basketball, I'd be a genius. (laughs) (laughs) And Teddy is known, his name is Teddy, is known for his hot takes. He gets very confident about these hot takes. And um, sometimes they're right, sometimes they're not so right. So we introduce to you our new segment, Hot takes with Teddy. Yay! Round of applause. <laughs> all right, so I got some hot takes. Okay. First take: all of the coaches in the playoffs suck. <laughs> oh, they're all awful. <laughs> and they're the ones in the playoffs. Someone's not in the playoffs. Probably better than the ones in the playoffs. That is an incredibly hot take. So I'll just go down the list. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. couple that are okay, but like yeah. all overarching. So, first coach, coach of the Bucks, Mike Grudenholzer, bun. <laughs> I mean, he's, he was he was last year, runner-up this year, and now his team with two-time MVP, or he's going to be two-time MVP, two-time defensive player of the year, Giannis Antetokounmpo, is down 3-0 to a five seed. I mean. That's a pretty like, strong argument. That's a pretty what, strong what, argument. What are they doing? If he loses yeah. in four games. Coach of the year last year, runner up this year, he's gonna be fired. Yeah, fired. Fired. <laughs> oh, uh, next coach, Nick Nurse. <laughs> Nick Nurse would be in the exact same position <laughs> if OG Ananobi hadn't hit that True. three pointer with point one second left. Yeah, and he was coach of the year this year. <laughs> like, uh, so I mean, if he's coach of the year. The, the guy who's like the 20th best coach, he must just like, I, well, right. I don't even know. 
Right. It really makes you think about the whole coach of the year. <laughs> All right. So next coach, Brad Stevens. Oh, no. not Brad. So, not Brad. So Brad's record's looking pretty good right now. But last year did not, does not bode well for him. Bad last year. Great roster. Bad, bad year. Don't blame Kyrie. Blame, blame Brad. Uh, Incredibly um, hot take. We should, we should interrupt. Teddy would die for Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Keep that in your mind. <laughs> A notable bias, yeah. <laughs> but so Celtics the playoffs this year, right? They, they beat the Sixers 4-0. They should actually be a 3-1, I mean 3-0 against Arsuka. I like to call them the unplayables more than anybody, more than, like, he plays these guys more than they should ever play. Brad Wanamaker only plays them because they have the same name. Grant Williams, this guy plays center, he's sex, he's awful. Robert Williams, he's been okay, like, in the series, but he's still an unplayable. He's only a rookie. Sometimes Brad likes to throw in Romeo Langford, who's like, I don't even know, he didn't play the regular season. Uh, and then he thinks he makes this nifty move at the end of game three, putting Taco and how'd that go? <laughs> you guys are touched on that. Okay, though. to be fair, would you not have done the same thing? <laughs> Who no. have expected that? <laughs> yeah, we're very anti-Taco in this household. That's and then I forgot semi-ojalay. hot take. I'm Everybody and loves then semi-ojalay. Okay. Okay. He's bad too. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know, and, and that the funny thing is, and Ennis Kander's played like four minutes, I think. Now, literally, don't even get me started on Ennis Kander because I will go off. Yeah, I mean, he was a Nick, but he's not unplayable. But he's only played four minutes in three games, so like, there's something going on there. He should probably play a little more. Right. Um, but all right, so should I go to the next coach? You guys want to elaborate at all? I know I. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's an incredibly controversial take, but you certainly have some evidence there. Right. Oh, all right. And this guy's been a Celtics fan since day one, so. Right. <laughs> so, next coach, Mike D'Antoni, Houston Rockets. Uh, this one I feel be, like is self-explanatory. He might actually be the worst. Yeah, I mean. You know, I Knicks just, coach once again. Once takes, again. <laughs> takes the genius Carmelo to the playoffs like twice. Oh, um, literally right. don't even get me started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, no, I mean, he has two of the best players in the entire league. Why is yeah. it so difficult? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. He's had James Harden. Like, he, they can't win. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Uh, Billy Donovan, coach of OKC. I know they're out now but he was third in Coach of the Year voting this year. And once again, pretty bad. If you watched that game seven, I could barely watch it. <laughs> OKC sucked. Lou Dort takes the final shot for OKC. Do you know who yeah. Lou Dort is? Because I don't. No, never heard of him. <laughs> Literally never heard of him. And then on the last play, they call like three timeouts in a row from out of bounds. Billy thinks he's like reading the, reading the defense. And then they don't even get the ball in and they don't get a final shot. Terrible, absolutely terrible. Crazy. <laughs> so that was that's pretty bad. Um, Eric Spolster, Eric Spolster for the Miami Heat, he's good. He's good. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, you can't come after that. Right. 
they have been performing way above their, I don't even know what you would call it, but he seems to be doing a great job. Yeah. So, so uh, there you go. Eric Spolstra, if you're listening, you have the <laughs> incredibly high honor of being the only coach. Teddy Schmack thinks he's doing a good job in the bubble. And if you are listening, please let us know. <laughs> yeah, please. please let us know. <laughs> Do you, you want another take? Yeah, what you got for us, Teddy? All right, hold on. Let me just figure out which one you have. I mean, we go a short take here. I already kind of talked about this one. But Thunder, Rockets, neither team deserve to make the second round of playoffs. <laughs> They're both awful. That is an incredibly hot take. <laughs> right. I mean, right, so game seven, right? Game seven. Let's just talk about each team, see which one's better. Game seven, <laughs> we have the Houston Rockets who are trying to lose. James Harden averages 35 points a game during the regular season, scores 17. He goes yeah. four for 15, one for nine from the three. That Which dude cannot play a playoff game to save his damn life. This is the issue literally every single year. <laughs> In the third quarter, like, he just stopped, like, playing. He was just, like, walking back and forth. Yeah. The it's only good play he had was when he blocked that shot, that three-pointer. And then OKC. I mean, sorry, not OKC. I was just thinking about Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. I love Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook sucked it up again in Game Seven. <laughs> Both of these players awful, right? And they still won <laughs> because now let's go to let's, let's go to OKC real quick. Lou Dort scores the scores the most points. He's a rookie, undrafted, scores thirty points, takes the final shot, yeah. gets blocked by James Harden. <laughs> it just is really nonsensical. Just I just another... don't understand how you don't put the ball in Chris Paul's hand in that moment. It doesn't make literally any sense to me. Yeah. Right. Especially Whatever. an undrafted rookie Yeah. being guarded by an all-star. Yeah. Which, and... I mean, to his credit, we don't particularly know James Harden for his defending abilities. Right. Th- I mean, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the uh, Chris Paul... Just to show you, like, just another stat here. Chris Paul, Chris Paul led that basketball game between the Rockets and the Thunder in rebounds. He had 11 yeah. rebounds. Nobody on either team had more rebounds than Chris Paul. Isn't he, like, 5'11"? Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> there could have been good basketball if you played if Chris Paul yeah. led the game in rebounds. Yeah, that's sad. So, but, and both the coaches suck, as we've already talked about. <laughs> right. As we know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, sorry about this. Oh, okay. Another short take, very specific. Marcus Smart, everybody needs to calm down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm believing you're a Celtics fan right now. <laughs> I, I think it's the same thing. Like, like I, I'm thinking about the next round Celtics heat. I think I want the heat to win. Damn. I'm waiting like 10 years for the Celtics to get back to the Eastern, That's to get crazy. back to the finals. But everybody, lo- like literally any anything anyone's been talking about the past day, it's Marcus Smart. Yeah. So, I, so this is what happens, right? We're talking about game two. I'm like, Marcus Smart, he hits a three, and they're like, oh, Marcus Smart, there he goes in the fourth quarter. And I'm like, this Marcus Smart does this thing where he hits four or five threes in a row, and everybody's freaking out. 
And then he does that. And it's like, great job, Marcus Smart. And then in the next game, he does what he always does. He hits five threes in a row. And then he just sucks for the next three games. He probably won't hit threes <laughs> again until, like, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. He goes, one for, he goes two for nine from the three in the next game. Four for 15 total. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. And, I mean, I have watched all the Celtics games this round with Teddy. And he says that every game. <laughs> Uh, so who's your favorite Celtic right now? I mean, I guess like it's oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tatum like I like Tatum. Yeah. Right? Tatum, but like sometimes he starts like thinking he's really cool and he's just like goes through his legs a hundred times and takes takes bad shots and I feel like that's gonna happen when it matters later down the line. Okay, gotcha. Jalen Brown. I hated this guy for like the first three years of his career. Uh-oh. This is very true. Didn't understand why we drafted a guy <laughs> out of college who couldn't get past the first round in March Madness. <laughs> One time on Christmas, our dad, he bought himself a Jalen Brown jersey and wore it on Christmas just to make Teddy angry. <laughs> yeah. It worked. <laughs> I mean, he was, he's been pretty good. I, he's been... He's, he doesn't take too many shots now. He used to just shoot yeah. all the time. Yeah. Kemba, like, I like Kemba, and Kemba was good the other night, but I have to kind of have this thing where I don't like Kemba because he replaced Kyrie. Right, of course. <laughs> we know where your allegiance lies in this yeah. matter. <laughs> I mean, Tice might actually be the best player on the Celtics, but... <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> That's a hot take if I ever yeah. heard one. I feel like when I watch Celtics game with non-Celtics fans, they're like, who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I mean, this probably isn't a hot take, but I feel like this is something you guys should talk about. These flagrant fouls, if you've actually been watching the game, the amount of reviews. It's ridiculous. It's insane. Uh, I mean, what are they supposed to do? Not touch each other? Right. (laughs) They're in the bubble. They're not going to give each other the virus. It's ridiculous. It's It's like, I feel like every time, like every like minute, it's like, yeah. We're reviewing if this puts the criteria for the flavor one. I know. I'm so over it. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then my, I guess this is my favorite take. Kawhi okay. Leonard, been saying this now for a while. Best player in the NBA. Don't, okay. Like, yeah. I was worried. I was concerned. But. Agree. Yeah. I oh agree. yeah. That's so, the guy. I mean, he's just like, I don't. He, he's awesome, and yeah, the case for him is more the case against Giannis, where I don't know, he sucks. Also, hot take. <laughs> before, <laughs> so they're down three. He, he won the first round. Good job. He beat the Orlando Magic. <laughs> Second round, they're down three zero now. Yeah. Giannis. From the free throw line in the postseason so far, not including tonight, which he wasn't good. It's 58%. He's shooting 58%. Mm-hmm. So now, like, last minute of a playoff game, who do I want to give the ball to? Kawhi, who's shooting at 86% from the free throw line. Right. Or Giannis, who's just, like, bad and can't shoot threes and can't shoot free throws. Like, who would I rather have on my team in the last minute of an important game? I, I don't know how you could pick Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, is this the right time to talk about underhanded free throwing? 
because this um, is the topic I feel really strongly about. There is research that has been done. I can't remember it exactly right now. If you go and listen to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, he talks about how successful people could be, specifically like big men who have real problems at the free throw line by throwing underhanded, which is well within the rules, they could significantly increase their percentage. This is the hill that I will die on. Because why are they not doing it? Because it looks dumb? the game (laughs) i mean i have seen there's like a florida a university of florida player that did it right yeah and he was the son of rick barry exactly yep Mm -hmm. yeah it it works yeah that was a small tangent i feel it might also help your bowling game so (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah those were some good takes yeah those were some real hot takes do you have any others or uh, i've got one more I, okay. I don't know if this is a hot take but the eastern conference playoffs right now it's just like a fight for a second like it's nice they're just like trying to see who's good but next <laughs> year the nets are gonna like sweep the floor how do you feel about um nash i've it's perfect i like so, I don't know, say what you want, the guys never coached before or whatever, but he was Kyrie's favorite player growing up, someone who could tame Kyrie, although I don't think he needs to be tamed, but that's the argument. <laughs> and then he worked with Kevin Durant with the Warriors for, like, two years, and he's, like, mm-hmm. the smartest guy ever. Yeah. And I know I, like, was really mean to Mike D'Antoni earlier, but Steve <laughs> Nash was, like, the pioneer of Mike D'Antoni's, like, famous, efficient offense originally. Right. But... No, it's definitely exciting. I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. Um, if the Nets bring a championship to New York before the Knicks, that will be personally very difficult for me. Yeah, and Stephen A. <laughs> Stephen A. But, you know, I'm ex- I am excited to see what happens with that team. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, for sure. But... I, yeah, I really hope we see a uh, Heat-Celtics-Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I do too. That would be fantastic. That would be fun. And like two upsets. Yeah. It's exciting stuff. Yeah, for sure. All right. Cool. Well, thank you, Teddy, for those hot takes. Yeah, good luck. Thanks. Thanks. Hopefully we'll have Teddy back for a hot takes with Teddy soon. I'm sure we will. I'm sure it will be a listener favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he left all his stuff here. <laughs> okay. All right. Should we get into it? Yes. Let's. All right. We just brought it up a little bit, but I see that your first note is about Steve Nash. Yeah, I was just going to talk about how he's now the head coach, um, and Jack Vaughn is going to become the assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the interim coach right now. Um, I think it's going to be good, um, especially because, you know, that Katie and Kyrie have kind of signed up, signed off on it. And I feel like those are, especially Kyrie is a guy who's like had trouble in the past with coaches, like he and Brad Steven had trouble. Right. So I think it definitely, to me at least, seems worth it to specifically like appease those two players because they are like such strong players with such strong personalities that like. And they're like, you have genuinely so much talent on that team that you really right. need to, yeah. 
yeah, you know, keep the peace. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's definitely interesting. That was an exciting little piece of news. I do also just, like, really like Seed Nest, so. I'm yeah, me too. I think it's, I think it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I do too. Bring some spice. I mean, the Eastern Conference is already pretty spicy, but I think it will. Right. You know, really make mm-hmm. it spicy. Yes. Yeah. Give us some contenders against the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, um, my first bullet point. Oh, I just wanted to like, because it's been a bit since we recorded the first episode. Yeah. Talk about the boycott a little bit. Yes. Um, which was obviously such a big piece of news. Um, like, just, I don't even know, like, so unlike anything I've ever seen before and just, like, genuinely so unexpected. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I remember I was, like, looking at the, I was, like, I don't know what I was doing, but I was looking at the scores and, like, you could, you can, like, when you start, like, Google NBA, right. like, <laughs> tweets come up from teams that are about to play, um, <laughs> and Bucks at, like, 15 minutes before the game, we're, like, game, like, let's go, like, we're right. ready, and then it was, like, an hour later, and they're, like, yeah, we're not playing, right. like, <laughs> okay, did not see yeah. that coming, so, I mean, obviously, this has been talked about it to death, but, like, you know, just the idea of making, like, genuine personal sacrifice, because, I mean, they didn't know how that was, you know, it could have been perceived as a forfeit, whatever. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. So, I thought that was really powerful, and just, like, the kind of, like, domino effect that it set off throughout, like, all yeah. sports. Was yeah, it was really cool. So impressive, and now, like, a bunch of owners have committed to making a rant as polling places which is which is so dope like so why cool. is it my dream to vote right um so cool and obviously also the WNBA which is like also I know last time I said I was gonna watch more WNBA games which I have not done but to be fair yeah. I've watched very little basketball at all this we week. just started school this we week so just started it's- classes so it's been a transition period, but the WNBA just for like years and years has been like so committed to social justice and all that kind of stuff. And so go them for sure. I definitely think that this, um, that like that wave of basketball players being super outspoken and yeah. like really making concrete effect on stuff truly started with them. They're like, um yeah they've just been super great yeah it's, I was listening to Bill Simmons podcast with Teddy and they were talking about how it was just really cool how they could get all those players together in a room and right. like all these people like all these superstars who on their team they're the guy but right. in the room they were able to like work together and come to a solution and like sure. that's not an easy thing to do especially when all the people in the room are like superstars <laughs> right <laughs> yes a hundred percent um oh I thought that was just really awesome yeah awesome I thing go NBA go NBA and like also go Adam Silver for not being like that's a forfeited yeah. game like through you. Yeah. yeah yeah Adam Silver great commissioner love that guy freaking love that guy <laughs> <laughs> okay all right next thing Draymond Green's future. 
as a commentator. Um, I love it. <laughs> He's got superstar potential, that one. I see an Emmy in his future, for sure. Um, we were like, you know, me and my parents were watching the um, Heat Box game just now, and they <laughs> were calling this episode the Nine Rings. <laughs> it was so good. Could not get over it. He was like, they really did Charles so dirty with that one. <laughs> and they were like showing like tweets about people roasting <laughs> Charles for not being there. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, we we all know Draymond has always had quite the personality. I think he's perfect for commentary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and yesterday he was filling in for Kenny Smith on Inside the NBA, and that's when John Morant, it got announced that John Morant won Rookie of the Year. And... Draymond Green was interviewing him, and he was just asking, like, stellar questions, like, cracking yeah. jokes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was a big fan. I thought it was, yeah, I was dope. I, I mean, I just, like, always think it's so cool to, just, like, I mean, if you played basketball, you just, like, know which questions to ask, I think. Like, that's right. why I really like J.J. Reddick's podcast, is because he's so, like, on the inside of it, that the conversations that come from it are, like, so interesting. Um, so yeah, Draymond, I love it. He's not that old though, right? He's still got some time. Yeah, but I mean, I would just love to watch a show with Shaq, (laughs) Draymond, like, I feel like it'd be so good. Yes, I agree. Okay, um, yeah, Eastern Conference playoffs. Um, I mean, personally, that's been the most exciting for me. So exciting. Like, I mean, I, yeah. Even though, like, the first round in the West as well, there was, like, a lot of contention and stuff was a little more hard rot than you would have thought. Um, I just, the East truly right now feels like who knows what's going to happen. And I think that's so exciting. And legitimately, yeah. every game from this point forward seems like it's gonna be a great game like no matter who advances to the next route like it oh just, yeah everything seems like it's gonna be a great game yeah and I feel like what makes it so exciting is that it is upsets that are happening like right. I don't like Clippers Nuggets we all kind of knew yeah where that game was gonna go right you know like it's cool it's quiet you can't it's quiet. <laughs> like <laughs> what were the nuggets gonna do i <laughs> i don't know jamal um, murray can only take you so far sorry to rain on everybody's parade right <laughs> sorry for all of you been going crazy right. <laughs> i feel like, like it was like i'm not anti-jamal murray like no he seems like a cool guy so, but it just seems like everyone was just not talking about him, and then all of a sudden, everyone's just going stupid for him. They're like, Jamal Murray is the greatest person to ever exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, right. very crazy. Yeah, and uh, I mean, maybe we are biased because we live in the East, we live yeah. teams in the East, but um, that's just where I'm at right now. I've really I, been... Yeah paying more attention to those games and more excited by those games. 
Right, and I feel like, I mean, all those games, if you, like, they really have come down to the wire. Like, even though the yeah. Heat won by 15 tonight, it was, they were down by 12 at the beginning yeah. of the quarter. Like, every game has been, like, oh, I want to watch the last quarter right. of that game. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to go to bed. Like, it's not right. worth it. 100%. Um, yeah, I think those games have been great. Yeah. Um, and To be honest, fair, this has been a great playoff so far in general oh yeah it's been been, so fun to watch yeah they've been so fun to watch which has been nice considering there's very little else to do right um (laughs) and like should I maybe like start doing homework because we're back in school maybe but there's back on so right (laughs) it can only ask so much of me what's a girl to do right truly (laughs) and while Um, we're kind of on the subject of the east coast Giannis's future. Everyone's talking about it. I feel like tomorrow, the morning, the morning ESPN shows. Yeah. Especially first take, Stephen A's gonna lose his mind. He's gonna freak out. Yeah. I mean, this is like for sure the big story. I do think it's funny that um, the rumor is that he'll go to the Heat because that is a very Kevin Durant move, dare I say. Right. So I was watching First Take this morning, and Stephen A and Max think that it would be really cool if he went to the Heat, and that if he, like, built a dynasty in Miami with Jimmy Butler, and they won a ring, like, he'd get a lot more credit than if he, like, did the KD thing and went to the Right. But I was, like, kind of thinking about it, like, Jimmy Butler seems like a really good teammate and he's really good at basketball and like his team has really come together but I don't really know how much of like a mentor he is right like I really think that maybe Giannis would be like good going to the Warriors where like Curry and Green and Thompson are all there to kind of like help him right because those are all guys who like don't crack under pressure right um I think that's just Giannis's biggest thing right now yeah like I mean it's clear that right that's what's happening right now they've been like so underperforming in this series and it's like which I mean part of that is obviously I think it's in their heads that like prior to this they're the Heat were the only team in the East to beat the Bucks more than once the entire regular season so that must have been so weighing on them going into this like this is the team that has our number like they know what to do Bam right. Adebayo is the most effective person in the league at defending Giannis. I think that's incredibly evident. Um, they just know what to do. I think I don't really like Giannis to the Heat because it's really just kind of like a personal thing. But like I love that this Heat team is doing so well yeah. without a Giannis level superstar. Like, oh, yeah. I love team ball so much. I find it so fun and so interesting. And I do really like that, like, Jimmy Butler came and he brought this team together, but he doesn't even always need the ball. Like, that. Like that's no. not even where he's not the top scorer every game. Like, it, that's just not what the deal is on this team. And, um, like, they were talking about today, like, scouting all these people who are, like, not drafted or like drafted a really high number like and just this like mentality of the underdog that the yeah. key has that seems to be incredibly effective 
um and that is it's just like this great kind of pathos um and it makes them really fun to root for um yeah it's so like yeah you just want because you can tell jimmy is just so focused and like when yeah. this is i love this so um as we know players can now bring their families into the bubble so you see a lot of like wives and young children it's very cute someone asked jimmy butler about it this guy said no this is a business trip <laughs> he meant it <laughs> that guy is here for business only <laughs> like don't talk to me don't mess with me this is business right well that's like when he had like those issues with chris paul earlier and he was like i'm not here for friends like that's so <laughs> Timmy Baller. It's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to make friends. No, he's not. Um, okay. Yeah, and I just, yeah, and I also, yeah, I just really like how, like, you get to see everyone on that Heat team play. Yeah. Jay Crowder plays. Bam plays, Tyler Hero plays, you know, Robinson. even uh, Kelly O'Leary yeah. didn't play tonight, he played, like, you get to yeah. see a lot of different players and like, how they all work together, it's really whereas, like, it definitely on teams with a Giannis or on the Lakers, it's kind of, right. it's the LeBron James right. show, it's, like, right. the two of them, Right. Um, and you can kind of even say the same for the Clippers, that the Clippers are kind of similar yeah, to, for you know, sure. they have Kawhi and they have Paul George, they still really have, a, like, a big supporting right. cast that you get to see play a lot. Right. And I was watching an episode of The Jump a couple days ago, and they were saying, like, because of all this stuff that kind of went down, like, this Luca and Marcus Morris and all that stuff, and they were saying, are the... That was crazy. That was crazy. And they were saying, are the Clippers the bullies of the bubble? Which I thought was really interesting and kind of what I think they the idea that they got to at the end of the clip was just that like they have this kind of underdog mentality left over from last year when they didn't have Paul George when they didn't have Kawhi where they yeah. were like you know they gave the Warriors such a run for their money so unexpectedly and even like Marcus Morris wasn't on the team but he kind of had that mentality too they knew what they were getting when they signed him um so and they're still playing like that despite the fact that they now have two superstars which you know i mean to a certain extent that's how you win games right so like, you know, patrick beverly that guy's great that guy that is guy that guy <laughs> Patrick Beverly I mean I feel like he just I don't like I don't even know what to say about it he's something else that's for sure I'm yep. yeah I'm very excited to see where all this goes like can you imagine a Clippers heat final no, that would just like those. Both of those teams are so scrappy. It would just be like the craziest game. It, they would have to be. just get rid of the flagrant one. Yeah, <laughs> just remove Truly. it for this series. Truly. 
goodness. Um, okay. So, so, oh, kind of like you brought up before, John Morant was named Rookie of the Year last night, which love it. Love that guy. Go, like, John. He's like that same underdog yes. mentality, too. Like, well deserved. Love it. Especially, I mean, Zion, he did deal with a lot of injury this year. Yes. He had a tough year. But um, John Morant, I thought, well-deserved. Snaps all around. Yeah. Go, John. We love it. Okay, Um, so this is something crazy I learned last night watching the mm -hmm. Bucks game. Doris Burke, one of my favorite people of all time, was talking about George Hill, who, as we know, was on the Bucks. And um, she said something that was kind of surprising to me. Um, apparently, George Hill, <laughs> and I verified this on Wikipedia, so unless Doris Burke wrote the Wikipedia page, <laughs> it'll, I think it's right. Um, he owns an off-season home in Texas. It's about 35 minutes north of San Antonio, I believe. So if you're in that area, maybe you know. I don't know. Pop on by. <laughs> yeah, pop on by. He has some kangaroos, antelopes, Which ostriches. I didn't even know has. kangaroos lit like there were kangaroos in the United States. Like I don't think they're native. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and he employs sixteen ranchers and he has to take care of his exotic animals. He has a lot more. Um, I didn't know what they were. I didn't look them up. Right. Like they said what they were, but I didn't know how to pronounce them. Genuinely (laughs) crazy. Yeah, and um DB said that and I just heard, yeah, he has zebras and ostriches. And I was like, (laughs) who are we talking about right now? (laughs) Um, It just really just goes to show you that basketball be crazy sometimes. (laughs) It really does. Yeah, I just chill just got infinitely more interesting. Right. I just, like, really want to know how he came up with this idea. Like, did right. he go all in, buy all these animals at once? Or did right. he, like, get a kangaroo? And I was like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. I know for me. Like, does he give tours? Or is it just, like, for his own personal, like, right. kangaroo? Does he walk his zebras? I just, right. during quarantine, me and my brothers and sister, we were just sitting in our front yard, and we were very bored. And we started talking about buying a giraffe. And I looked it up. And it's like $80,000 to buy a giraffe. Oh, my God. I know. Isn't that really crazy? Because, like, I was like, we should get a pet giraffe. And none of them agreed with me. Mm. But, I mean, like, George Hill has been in big bucks for these animals. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm sure it costs a lot to maintain the upkeep, all that kind of stuff. And that would like, be a pretty penny. If you have to bring them to the vet, like, how many American vets know how to treat a kangaroo? Right. Right. I would guess almost zero. <laughs> oh, God. So, George, if anyone associated with George Hill could give us any more information. Right. We're very interested. Yeah. And, I mean, if you know George Hill and they lose this series and he's not he's just hanging out at home, we'd love to have him on to talk about yes. it. He really would. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so I thought maybe now would be a good time for us to talk about the 
oldest man the NBA has ever known. Former New York Knicker rocker, Doc Rivers. Is he the Knicks? Yes, he very much was. And don't Bro. you forget it. <laughs> that reminds me, that reminds me. This is like a Knicks thing, not a Doc Rivers thing. So, watching Stephen A, of course, Daily and Pippi, they're talking about Jamal Murray. And Stephen A gets so upset because the Knicks could have drafted him. Dude. And that just proves again that the Knicks will never be good as long as James Dolan is owner. I mean, that's really all that needs to be said. My dad and I were talking about this today. Just like how many former Nick players have been performing so well during this play. Like that um, Clippers Mavs series, there were like four or five players that have been on the Knicks in the past two years, like dropping dozens and dozens of points, performing so far above what we had seen in New York, it's truly, truly depressing. Um, and we were talking about how, like, genuinely the Knicks even currently has good players. Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson. Presumably, as soon as they possibly can, they will be out of there. And can you really blame them? No, of course you can't. We were also talking about Pat Riley, who attempted to do great things with the Knicks and couldn't get it done brought them to the finals, couldn't bring it all the way home. And it's like, at a certain point, there's only so many people to blame. Right. And it's just, it's just like very insane to me. And like, it's just like what you said, players leave the Knicks and they get better. (laughs) (laughs) And they get better, they do better. Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr., I literally will cry if we talk about it too long. Yeah. I loved him when he was on the Knicks. And he did, he just has been, he just played so well in that playoff series. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Back to Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. Coldest man in the NBA. We're going to start with point number one, being that he traded his own son. Right. It already doesn't get colder than that. (laughs) His flesh and blood. He traded him. He said, (laughs) bye-bye. Traded. Sorry, Austin. Yeah, and he was on the Mavericks, right? No, that's No, he's on the Rockets now. Yeah, I knew that. I just got confused between Steph Curry. Which we will get to. Of course. Next, we're going to go on a little bit of a tangent. Um, starting with Paul George, who for a while was dating Callie Rivers, daughter of Doc Rivers. Um, while they were dating, and now this is not a gossip podcast, but this is important to the story, so I'm going to get into it. <laughs> while PG was dating Callie Rivers, um, he impregnated another woman which is never ideal for no. the trajectory of a relationship no usually tends to bring some things to a halt right after some back and forth 
Um, things then ended with Callie Rivers. He's now in a relationship with this woman, and they have had another child together since then. Oh, cute. Now, as we all, they're very cute. They post a lot of pictures on Instagram, you know. Um, since then, as we know, Doc Rivers made a large trade for Paul George in order to accrue Kawhi Leonard. So, I mean, trading for a man that cheated on your daughter, it's tough to swallow. <laughs> tough to swallow. Now, team that's like hard pills to swallow. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, like, if I was Callie Rivers, would I be stoked on that decision? No. Probably not. Um, but also since then, Callie has married Steph Curry, also an NBA player. Brother to Steph Curry. Brother Ever to heard Steph of Curry. Him? Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> Um, who I believe last year was on the Trailblazers. This year he's on the Mavs, um, which, you know, is notable because the first round was, of course, the Clippers versus the Mavs. So I watch a lot of, like, YouTube video essays on basketball. And so a big theory I've seen going around is that one of the reasons for Paul George's poor performance in the first couple of games in the first round was because he was playing against the man who is married to the woman on which he cheated. And therefore, Seth Seth Curry had all this ammunition for, like, trash talk and all this stuff, and it was really getting into PG's head. Now, do I know if this is true? No. Is it fun to think so? Yes. <laughs> like, I remember the day you told me this story. <laughs> and I lost my freaking mind. It's actually crazy. Doc Rivers clearly has his eyes on the prize. Nothing is going to stand in his way. No. Do you remember you that game? To- do you remember that game that happened like right before Thanksgiving? And I don't remember if it was this year. This year has been such a trigger. Right. Um, <laughs> and like something really crazy happened. And Doc, between like the team that Austin was on and Doc Rivers' team, and Doc Rivers was like, Thanksgiving's oh, going to be awkward this year. <laughs> no, it was, remember, Austin was telling the ref to give Doc a tea. Oh, wait, wait, wait. To throw him out of the game. He was begging the ref to throw his father out of the game. So crazy. Truly crazy. Truly crazy. Um, but, yeah. So that's yeah. just, like, one of my favorite little pieces of basketball lore. I love to think about that story. I love to tell it. Um, I also just want to chime in. The Rockets are up by four right now. Are you serious? Six minutes to go in the second quarter. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow, after we talked all this crap on the new he has 19. (laughs) Oh dear. 
Um, I'm sure it's going to be an exciting series. Yeah. I personally feel like it's kind of clear how it's going to end, but right. never know. Crazier things have happened. Oh, this was so funny. Last night, Teddy and I, we watched the Celtics Raptors game, and then right after, we watched Clippers Nuggets, and, you know, it was close after the first quarter. Right. And he was like, oh, crap, if this game is close at half, I'm going to have to stay up and watch the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily for Teddy, it was not. Right. <laughs> he went to bed. Oh, that's funny. But, yeah, I know it is. Those games that start at nine, they're tough, bro. They're tough. And I know, I like, I just, I don't think I'm spry enough to stay up. <laughs> I'm <laughs> too old for that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm too old for that. <laughs> I eat dinner at five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too much. Um, okay. I think it's time for our reoccurring segment that we're doing. Okay. The basketball song of the week. Julia? What do you got? Okay, so it was my week to pick, and I picked a song by one of my very favorites, The Hard Part Four by Kendrick Lamar. And so, I would like to interrupt, Julia is wearing her damn sweatshirt. I am, yeah. As we record not planned, this. Not planned, but I am. <laughs> um, so the specific line goes, tables turned, lessons learned, my best look. You jump sides on me, now you bow to me, Westbrook. Go celebrate with your team and let victory bow to you. Just know the next game played, I might slap the out you. So, Kendrick Lamar is, <laughs> damn. Damn. <laughs> He's using the KD Westbrook situation as just like, a general euphemism for betrayal. Now, this is a conversation Lily and I have a lot. Obviously, it's pretty clear uh, where we stand on this. Like, we love Russell Westbrook. Um, and I just think that Katie could have called him right. before. He didn't have to find out the way that he did. He could have let him know. Right. Like, I get it. Truly, I do get it. As a professional basketball player, you want to win. I do understand that. Yeah, like, it's your job. But you told him you weren't leaving. Right. And, like, y'all are buddies. Exactly. Exactly. And, and we all kind of saw the ire that went down in the seasons following that was so, those games were so crazy. They were crazy. And I do really respect Russell Westbrook for trying to make it happen for Oklahoma City. I think it's oh, yeah. admirable. Um, and, you know, he really proved himself, went on to average a triple-double. Who can say that? Very few people. Um, I think it showed a lot of his character. I think he came out looking, you know, I think admired by many. Oh, yeah. About that. Right. And, like, after a certain point, you just, it's, like, not. Right. Like, Russell averages a triple-double 
right and they still can't win a championship yeah then like it's not him it's not his responsibility anymore really um and yeah I mean I feel like you saw his reception when he went back to Oklahoma this season like the people of Oklahoma do not blame him at all I don't know that's not (laughs) like I think that everyone is very understanding of his decision I watch a lot of stand-up comedy and I forget who it was but someone has a bit about LeBron leaving Cleveland to go to the Lakers and they're like yeah Cleveland sucks (laughs) (laughs) gotta live in LA and I mean I've never been to Houston or Oklahoma City but I don't know Houston's like on the water maybe you can go to the beach (laughs) and I mean Julia and I use this Katie Westbrook euphemism in many situations in, in our many lives. Situations. it really has provided us a good metaphor it and really yeah it comes in handy for sure right we've used and, it many times yeah and it just like really i feel like it just really explains another level of betrayal than just like yeah. any anything else right just like they were buddies for they real. were best pals they were buddies and i also just feel like this is like such a cool reference because usually when like a rapper references a basketball player it's usually about like you know making money or like winning games or like all that kind of stuff but this is very like you really kind of have to know the story to understand why he's referencing Westbrook in this way right and he doesn't come out and say like oh it's Katie who we're talking about but he's like like you yeah <laughs> watch out yeah. I like it yeah yeah great basketball song of the week great great I think I think that's all, it I think that's all we have it looks yeah. like um yeah, one final score update it's all tied up 52 52 oh my god he's shaking his head <laughs> what do you have to say for the fans <laughs> Adding this to the list of coaches, Frank Vogel sucks. <laughs> You're tired of losing to the Rockets no matter what point in the game. You can't be very good. And there you have it. You heard Our last hot take from Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that was episode two. Yeah. Thanks to everybody for listening. Yeah, thank you. And we will see you in the next one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.